0: Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers Podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Hmm. Here they are at their usual table Jibs and Cash.
1: think of anything witty i normally watch your i watch your face literally for the <laughs> cue, and i'm like what's he gonna come up with this week and this week you got nothing just see
2: that do that blank that briefly like that blank stare on my face i did yeah yeah
1: i was expecting some words of wisdom or some things that were like the key to
2: life and you're like uh i got i, I can give uh, you one don't do drugs stay away from the skooma that's that's a no-no well, that sounds like no fun at all. <laughs> Dude, I'm at the point in my life, like anything
1: that can alter the direction of the way things are going <laughs> would be great.
2: Can we? Any. <laughs> Literally anything. Yeah. Wouldn't it have the 2020 been better if it was like a, well, no, I, I was going to say a skooma pandemic, but that wouldn't make, say, like, that drugs have been better than, there's just, there's no way out of that. I, I probably well, shouldn't. Yeah.
1: yeah, there was a lot of things that could have made 2020. <laughs> <laughs> a crap ton of things I could think of, right off the top of my head.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. it's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Great Dragon Break of Our Time. Yeah, yeah. 2020. We're gonna oh put that God. on a shirt. We need to make a shirt of that. This will be a thing. Yeah, that's actually great. <laughs> it's a great idea, but you
1: can't tell me when we're right in the middle of the show because I'm gonna forget it. Oh mold
2: I think I've had it written down somewhere so anyway what's new what are you doing yeah
1: talk to me um, well uh, I've I've had one hell of a week uh, it's funny because I took um, I took some time off uh-huh and I uh, was away from work but as you know I um, I volunteer quite a bit of my time on my days off. And it turned into a work week anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) I've been super freaking busy. Um, So a little less playtime this week, but I definitely did have quite the uh, deep dive into Blackwood. Yeah. Um, I played a lot more Blackwood on my Bow Warden. And I actually started the main quest line on my Mag Warden. Ooh, la, la. As well, yeah. So um, you can tell that I like the warden. Yeah. Yeah, that's your I class. Think I think we pretty much established that that's I mean, probably
2: my class this week. It's like it's like that girlfriend that you just... Or, yeah, that girlfriend you just oh, keep coming... Choose your words. I know, yep. Walking delicately. I'm on the knife's edge. Uh, it's like that girlfriend you keep coming back to. You can run from it. You can hide from it. Just keep coming back to it yeah
1: you know what those girlfriends become your wife your wife your wife <laughs> yeah either that or your murderer because <laughs> <laughs> they're not thinking the same thing you are like oh, you're a stalker get out of
2: here <laughs> it's like yeah, those so... memes, crazy what was it the crazy girl memes back in the early 2000s remember that oh, yeah those yeah those are still being put out really that's still a thing oh yeah oh yeah man i'm behind the times it's the tweeter twitters. That's true. Uh,
1: you know what I have been doing ever since the uh, E3 showcase? Eating the donuts. Showcase? No. Oh. No. I, I don't know we're going to talk about the Bethesda showcase, but um, I've been looking for an Xbox Series X.
0: Oh,
2: yeah.
1: The Great Mythical and Beast. I'm probably getting laughed at by a whole bunch of people listening because... um. It turns out that that is a, um, it's a unicorn. It is. I don't even know if they actually exist. To be honest with you,
2: it is. Uh, they do exist. You just have to pay a premium price of eleven hundred dollars plus shipping on know. Amazon. That's that's crazy. <laughs> like I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I
1: think um, I think scalpers are kind of killing it for everybody right now. But um, yeah. So uh, look. I'm pretty sure by now, like people get it. Why you, why you can't get one right now. And the same thing goes with uh, uh, PlayStation fives. Yeah. I get it. But like, in case you don't like understand um, why there's no new consoles available or or they're uh, available in like super limited quantities. I pulled something from, uh, from CNET, which is, I love that site. It's a great site for techie stuff. Anyway. They had an article about it, and this is what it said: Essentially, Microsoft can't get the materials it needs to make enough Xbox consoles to meet demand. As with the Sony PS5 and most PC video cards, which is why video cards are so dang expensive right now, too. There's a chip shortage. Uh, a, a, there's a chip shortage. Uh. <laughs> there's a chip shortage um, that was caused by COVID nineteen when production was slowed. And a lot of those chip manufacturers have not been able to keep up with demand, especially because, like, two things happened. Three things happened. COVID happened and ruined the world. And then everybody stayed home. And while they're staying home, they want to play video games. So people started buying a whole bunch of electronics. Well, at the same time, all those electronics that were being manufactured to meet demand, production stopped. So they're trying to catch up. And they don't think that um, that the industry is going to be caught up before the end of the year, this year. Um, and as a result, like Microsoft will make as many consoles as they can, and they ship them to their retail partners. But the thing with retail partners right now is it's only online sales. So they'll get a little a little restock, and then their online sales will go up, and then, boom, they're gone. Like, really quickly. So... Um, If you're looking for that next gen console, you may be, you know, probably another six months or so before they're going to be more readily available out there for everybody. But um, I went to Best Buy with my daughter and I just happened to, we always go in the video game section anyway. So I'm in there and I'm looking, of course, I'm like, "Ah, I'm just going to check. So I looked at the bare shelves where the xboxes and ps5s are and then i ended up talking to one of the guys and he laughed at me <laughs> so i was like hey so uh what's the trick huh like what's the trick to getting uh, an xbox and he started <laughs> laughing and my daughter was looking at me like he's totally laughing at you and i said
0: don't laugh at me i'm serious <laughs>
1: forget about it <laughs> i just want to know how do you do it what's the trick and he's uh-huh. like honestly there's no trick he's like we're just not getting them He said it's all online right now and what it is so, anyway, so, sorry, folks.
2: I'll, as long as I can get one by Starfield, Fable 4, and the next and Elder Scrolls 6, I'm okay.
1: Okay. I'm pretty sure you're safe with the Elder Scrolls 6 part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're good there. As long as that's
2: you know, all right.
1: Yeah. And it sounds like at least they have, it sounds like. Bethesda is on Bethesda's track the way that they typically do things. Yeah. And it's like they'll tease it. Yeah, you know, they'll tease it, announce it, and then you'll get a little more of a teaser the next year and then the next year it's there. All right. It's released. And that seems like that's what's going to happen with Starfield. I know we're going to talk about that. So Oh, we'll, I
2: can't. Yeah. I can't wait. We we can't not earth. talk about E the Bethesda Xbox showcase. That was fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. For uh sure. Man, I have had a fun week in ESL. Awesome week. Um. I took my Dragonite out on a date. I pretended like I was going to the bathroom. And I jumped out the window.
1: Total D move.
2: I don't know what happened to her. I don't know how she got home. In fact, I changed my address. But on the way home, I saw this chick that was raising the dead. And I'm like, ooh, that's a necro. Picked up that necro.
1: Turns out all your characters are dudes. I'm just saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I get what you're saying, but I'm just saying.
2: Well, I play dude characters, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And um But okay,
2: so why? Stamp Crow. I went to stamp Crow. Uh, yeah, all right, so get that. Uh I'll be honest with you. Like there, I've, I figured me. I have figured me myself. I figured myself out. I have to. If I'm playing a class, I ain't, you know me. Like I'm an old PvP'er at heart. I genuinely am. Like like when you uh, queue up to do a dungeon, it's nothing for you, right? Me queuing up for a battleground is how I am. Like it's nothing to me just to queue it up. Whatever, get you know. I think literally nothing of it. Um, and so in that regard. I have to, as an old school, you know, PvP player, be able to enjoy a class in PvP and see something there that I want to keep working with or keep working through. And if I don't see it, if I, if I don't have that part handled, then everything else is... Oh, it's elbow, did you see that? It's elbowed my steering wheel. Everything I else did. is that's off.
1: There's, that's because there's a steering wheel at your desk.
2: I need to move that. Uh, that thing uh, just about, like, flew off the old desk there, He's got out of
1: hand. Um, I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. And, and I think, like, this is because we go back and forth on classes so much, and it says a couple of things. I, I think the first thing it says is that we should just absorb and accept the fact that we like them all. That's true. They're all true. good that's true and and we we like to dabble in all the classes and if there's a flavor of month yeah we're probably going to dabble in the flavor of the month a little bit but the other thing that it says is that the fact that we like all the classes means that all the classes are good yeah so it doesn't matter if it, the the margin of what's at the very top and what's at the very bottom stamina and magicka we're talking dps here the margin is so small that it shows how well the balance of the game has come along over the years. I mean, you can't really deny that fact.
2: No. Yeah, they're, they're all great. They really are. There's just ones that you enjoy playing more. Like the one that I'm, I'm least apt to ever play is a Templar, and that's just because they're so darn good and strong, and the rotation is so darn easy. Like, I want something more difficult. That's the one class like that I just won't probably never pick up again, and, unless it's just you know kind of like a a weekend right. fling or whatever. But uh,
1: especially especially stamplar and like I, I specifically the stamplar's rotation is is so basic and it is such a strong class that I remember I remember that um, when I was running bet trials. Uh, with, a, with a particular group, they they wouldn't even count the DPS of Stamplar's So like, i oh, yeah, but you're on a Stamplar, so yeah. Nah. <laughs> you know who actually plays a Stamplar? Who's that? Is Rich. <laughs> Rich Lambert oh, yeah, plays he does. a Stamplar. <laughs> <laughs> and but I uh, but oh. I'll say he's he's outstanding at Stamplar. So but oh, we yeah. won't we won't dummy down his skills and tell him he plays the easiest class in the
2: game. <laughs> and tell him face to face. <laughs> <laughs> Until we're face to face again. Oh, yeah. uh, but wow. anyway, no, I've been having a great time with the Stamp Crow. Uh just finished uh the main story again in Blackwood, powered through that, and uh so anyway, it's just it's been a lot of fun. It's just, just trying a little bit of everything. But Good. uh Good. anyway, so yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we got a show. We do. We have a somewhat formidable show. So uh well hey everyone who's tuning in. Thanks so much for hanging out. We appreciate you. This is the Lore Seekers Podcast for Elder Scrolls Online. This is episode 120. My goodness. That's a lot. Yeah, we're clicking right along. Uh, yeah. yeah, you kind of get to that point where it's like, you know, when I started this show, I don't recall seeing any gray hair. Now, 120 episodes oh. later... And it's not the show's fault, let me be clear. It's not, it has nothing to do with this. It's just, you know, that that, that, that what the life between this time. Are oh, you huh? saying it's my fault? Well, if, you know what uh you know what he says in Toy Story? If the boot fits. I love the fact that I
1: actually quote adult movies and you're like I've never seen that movie, but you will quote every single kids movie.
2: <laughs> you can do, man, parent life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, it's yeah. I watch uh, I've watched so many animated movies. It's ridiculous. Like I I, I, I tell you what, I am powering through though, is Yellowstone on Peacock. Pe- Peacock. Whoa!
1: This is a family show. I just want to see
2: what you your face would do.
1: You can't say that here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Yellowstone is actually an excellent show. Um, it's an excellent show. Uh, if you haven't watched it, it's uh it's about a family in uh, Montana that owns the largest um, ranch in Montana, basically, and everybody's trying to get a piece of it. And it's Kevin Costner; he's excellent.
3: Oh,
2: it's so good! It is yeah. so so good. You know what's funny? I was watching that show, and immediately I started looking out uh, looking for homes out in Montana. Immediately, yeah, you and me both. And I'm like, oh, that's a price both. point that. Uh... That's pretty far ways off there, eh? So we're just gonna stay on over here. And do that.
1: <laughs> I don't know if I got that in my belt. It's, oh, yeah. it's like that everywhere, though. It's like it's absolutely like that everywhere. I mean, people are, are leaving states and in droves, and the freaking markets, crazy.
2: Oh yeah, it is. Well, yeah. anyway, this is episode one twenty. Welcome, friends. Uh, we're your hosts. My name is Jebs, and I'm joined by White Thunder, Afro Thunder from SoCal. <laughs> You know, I need to get the old, remember the old Bulls music when they would enter the stadium? Da da, 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 you know what I'm talking about? No. Did you ever exist, you know, in the 90s? What, you never watched sports in the 90s? Never watched a little MJ, hey. little Sky Pippin? little, uh, little no. D. Rodman? No? No. No, but, no, I'm not really a basketball fan. That was, that was my jam. Anyway, well, clearly you're not going to get that. Maybe I should start throwing more animated movie lines out at you. No, I'm a sports guy, kind
1: of. Kind of used to be, but I'm more of like a baseball and a hockey guy.
2: Oh, oh, I love hockey. Hockey's are hockey's so good. Yeah, yeah, hockey's amazing. Anyway, his name's Cash. He's here. Hi, <laughs> that's me.
1: I'm the other guy on the end of this thing, keeping yeah. an eye on the scamps because we got attacked by scamps last week. Yeah, we did. And um, yeah, and I'm making sure that no uh, scamps are crawling onto my soundboard this week.
2: Yeah, it. Uh... That was fun. (laughs) It (laughs) was. We got a lot of stuff to talk about, though. We do. We do have a lot of stuff to talk about. So last week on the show, if you tuned in, uh, we... uh, What did we talk about? We talked about community guides for ESO. Uh, We did a weekend review for Blackwood. We talked the new tutorial, our first impressions of the Rock Grove Trial. And uh, we did a part one lore lesson on Keshu the Blackfin. Now, if you've been playing Blackwood for any amount of time, you've seen this character. And she has one heck of a history... Mm-hmm. And it continues tonight. We're talking part 2, of the lower lesson. Kiss of the Blackfin. We're talking new Crown crates. We're talking endeavors, Bethesda E3 wrap up, uh ESO plus tr- uh free trial which just actually is wrapping up on the day that this drops, that this releases on Monday. And uh and much more. So yeah. Um But yeah. something's kind of come up though. I think we need to address on the show. Are you
1: sure we should address this on the show?
2: I think we need to address this so that everyone
1: knows what's going on. Right. To... Okay, so what what you have in your hand is what I assumed
2: that you grabbed off of the front door of the tavern when we walked in. It was. I didn't read it. I just thought I'd grab it because it said two jibs and cash. And so I grabbed it and just sat down and tried it to get our sound does, levels it, ready. It,
1: it doesn't. It says to tavern owner. has nothing to do with us.
2: Yeah, well, it's here. Uh, all right, so let's take a read. Uh, dear tavern owner, your usual ma- <laughs> your usual mail carrier has filed a report with the Human Resources <laughs> Division of the Tamriel Postal Service. I, I didn't know. I didn't know if they were actually that official. Do they deliver in all seasons? I don't yeah, know. I, I would imagine
1: so. Brought it to us in just about every corner of Tamriel, and That's apparently true. until now, no,
2: oh. used to until he, has keep the, going. he got the drip. It seems he experienced some sort of hostile work environment uh, on his normal route and has requested an alternate route assignment. <laughs> While we investigate the matter further, we regret to inform you of the need to retrieve your mail from your local postal adx directly. Again, I didn't realize the Tamra had an annex. I need to go say hi. Uh, we apologize for any inconvenience this may cause. In addition... We request your utmost in cooperation with our enforcement agents as they investigate the cause of this most unfortunate occurrence. May Stendar, guide your day. Tamriel Postal Service in in all italics. Okay. All right. Well, Well, he's... So, you
1: done it this time. he, He ran off. Was it the clogs? Or was it the drip comment? I'm pretty sure it was your mouth. (laughs) Poor guy is so distraught that he's not going (laughs) to deliver our mail anymore. They pulled him off the route. (laughs) So
2: thanks. Does he understand how much I love Dark though? I don't think it mattered. I think I hurt his feelings. The barmaid's still gone on her PTO. She's accrued some serious hours for paid time off. It's all right. We can bring our own. It's true. We do have our own. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, gotta go get our own mail now. Thanks, get our own mail. Well, it's just you know your bad behavior. It's not my fault. War two by fours for feet. Cover is feet. your fault. Okay, a thousand percent your fault. That's fair. Uh, all right. So uh, we actually do have some uh, more mail here. Uh, so we got a voicemail. We're gonna play a voicemail for you tonight, and then uh, we're gonna dump into uh, jump right. Not dump. Jump into the news. Wow, I need a glass of tall whiskey, Scotchy, scotch, scotch. All right. First, one up is from (laughs) Renegade Daedra on uh, more classes. Let's take a listen.
0: Hey there, Jib and Cash. Uh, This is Wesley, or uh, the Renegade Daedra. I apologize if you guys hear any banging or beeping. I am currently at work. Um, Just listening to you guys' intro into, I believe, Volume 6, and somebody had asked a question about uh new races to play. Uh with that in mind, uh Dremora was one of the races that was brought up and I was just curious to kind of revisit that topic. Uh with Blackwood, um there obviously is a lot of Daedric influence. Um I got thinking how cool would it be to be able to play as a Dremora um but you would have to potentially, you know, maybe wear a costume when you went into town, similar to how the necromancer, certain acts, certain spells are illegal, uh, kind of gives the idea of like you need to hide your uh, your I, your true identity in order to be able to go into some towns. Maybe some smaller villages don't really care. Some, you know, some cities may be more lenient, but I don't know. It was just a quick thought. Would love to hear you guys' opinions. Thank you guys for doing the podcast and taking the time to talk to all of us. Uh, I Definitely appreciate the ability to be able to call you guys. So, uh, love the podcast. Keep it up, Dilly Dilly brothers. All
2: right,
1: that's cool. I love it when people call us from work. I do too. too. Like they're sneaking it in, yeah. Just uh, if you hear any beeping, or if my boss walks in, then <laughs> just ignore what's going on. <laughs> I'm stopping my work production today to call you.
2: My favorite, <laughs> you. one of my favorites, is uh, the one uh, the uh, the guy who was up on a cell phone tower, three hundred feet in the air. Yeah, he was up on a wind tower. Oh, it was a wind tower. Let I Yeah, he things.
1: was like, dude. I think he was like doing maintenance on a on a like a wind tower or something, and he was like. A couple hundred feet in the air. <laughs> he called us. We're like, dude,
2: <laughs> so awesome. save the phone call for when you're on solid ground. That's awesome. Absolutely <laughs> awesome. But uh anyway, Renegade, thank you so much for the voicemail. And as always, you can always uh call on the show, 765-382-6961. So <sighs> I like this, revisiting this, you know, yeah. bringing in. Uh, you know, playing another race, and, he t- and he, of course, you know, he talked about Daedra, and I think that that would be fun. I do. I genuinely do. Uh, my question would be: I wonder how that would well, get set up. Everything Dramore. around that. Dramore, Dramore. I'm sorry, not De-
1: it, Yeah, there's that would be a huge difference. Like everybody's a Daedra. You can be a Daedra. <laughs> you can be a Daedra. <laughs> Daedra. And then De- Tamriel ended. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear your your thought process on Dremora as a
2: race. I think it's one of those things Granted, we know. We know there are a ton of Dremora. There are. We just don't see them because they live in a different a li- different plane than we do. Um we know there's there's different tribes we know that they have a whole society there that's, you know, very... And I, I know you just recently did a, uh, since we've been back on the air, um, a lower lesson on the Dramora, which I would highly recommend mm-hmm. everyone do. I think that was 113 when we came back. Mm-hmm. Um, or 114, if if not the 113. But uh, I think it's one of those things. When it comes to Dramora specifically, I think it's one of those things that too many would be a bad thing. At least pe- the, the people being allowed to see them. Too readily Like too often Because right. the impact Of a Dramora Visiting you It's still You still have that impact Right You still have that feeling Like when Lyrance shows up It's like <gasps> You know Yeah And um I think that those Those appearances It's like seeing your It's like seeing an actor That you Like your favorite actor Like for me It would be seeing Hugh Jackman suit up As Wolverine again Like I know it's done I know it's over But you know, it, it's that it would be that rarity to see that happen again. And, and that, he's, he's just so dreamy. He is dreamy. He's like Ryan Reynolds, but Australian. Your, your clothes literally melt off of you in his new present. <laughs> it's, like, it's you. You look down, and they're gone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what my wife says about Ryan Reynolds. Anyway, so uh, that that to me is like how I I would I treat this like the 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 rarity of seeing this race is what helps give it I don't have another word power it gives it that that feeling it's the same thing with with the Dwemer they're gone they're gone and we probably will never see them unfortunately so that being said that race as a whole has been built up over time just in people's heads because they've never you know there's one there's one that's in (laughs) RPG that you can go see um but other than that, you know, like I, I feel like too much, too much of that would be a bad thing. And I think keeping it the way it is is great. Um, but I do want to see a new race and a new class added to the game. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely of the opinion that that you are. Would it be cool? Yeah, it would be cool. But it would be a sea of Dramora. Everywhere and like, I don't see, I couldn't see Dramora doing a bunch of good stuff because most of the Dramora that are in the game, like, we're murdering them. Yeah. You know, the, the yeah. Zivkin and Molag Ball's crew, and you know, now in Blackwood, you know, we're killing a whole bunch of Dramora. So I couldn't see it being with the history that they've had with um, Oblivion Gates and invading Tamriel. I couldn't see how you could walk into a civilized town as a dremora race and not be attacked. Right. Every time like right now it's one thing with the necromancers yeah. where if you it, you know you pull your your mender out in town it's a criminal act. But you can avoid it by not pulling out your mender. If you walk <laughs> into a town you know, I can't see them them having like a, some kind of a costume system or something so nobody knows what you are. You're still a freaking Tramora. So I just don't think from a this'll sound funny, but from a realism standpoint in the game, I mean it's a fantasy world, but I just don't see how they can make it work with the story. But along along your point, I could definitely see a new race, like I could totally see, like the Sea Elves, the Wood Orcs, the Wood Orcs would be freaking
2: amazing. Oh see. yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you know what? Um, I don't mean to take this in a different direction, but everything you just say, said, I wouldn't mind seeing. I don't know how well received this would be, but a chapter that is entirely called Dragon Break. And for the entirety of the year, you see things and would go into things in this specific zone you would never normally see. Very time that Nern exists when the Dwimmer are back, or uh, something, you know, the Im- MGA, as funny as that would be. You know,
0: no,
1: <laughs> it's not happening. I'm telling you right now, we left for a reason and we're not coming back, you son of a bitch. <laughs>
2: I would just love I would love to see something like that, you know, just like the the things you would not normally see a year of just drag uh, living in a dragon break experiencing as a player i mean heck we just did in real life in twenty twenty let's do it in game two but to go yeah, off,
1: that shoot that's actually that's like a wall of crazy idea that's actually kind of cool I think that'd be fun you think that they would put um cloaks in during the dragon
2: break d l c see that you, dude oh my gosh doing something no like kids. that no my <laughs> god you've gotten fat But uh um, doing something like that though what that would allow them to do is just take the things that are on crazy on the wall of crazy and just put them out there and see what sticks and then the following year going back to the normal reality you, you bring those things over it'd be like a live test run that the players would it would make sense that they get to experience it it's like a continual but polished PTS for an entire year.
1: You really want that Dwemer to come back, don't you?
2: No, I'm, I've accepted the fact they're gone. That was a harsh yeah. reality, though. That was that was the toughest thing. That was the absolute yeah. toughest thing because that's the one race I connect with, and I'll never get to see.
1: But that—I mean—that's the beauty of it, and I—I I think that's what Todd Howard knows. I think he embraces that—the fact that he knows that there's so much mystery. And so many questions surrounding the disappearance of the Dwemer Yeah. That that's a mystery that will never be solved. Ever.
2: And I think that's what gives it that's what gives it so much strength. You know? It's like the the legends that you hear are just like the old wives' tales, you know, like just sitting around campfire or whatever. You know, it's those legends that you you talk with your friends about. It's just like because you you never know. It's like let's take Bigfoot for an (laughs) example. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, or to the Bermuda Triangle Bermuda same thing. Triangle, same thing yeah. Right? Those stories, yep. whether you believe it or not Totally has power People, you know, like it, It's elevated this story on a level That, you know, you can never bring it down from No matter how hard you were to try You can try to cancel culture the crap out of that all day long But at the end of the day Those things would still stay there Because they've been built up in people's heads over years and years and years and years So I get, honestly And I don't know that I would want the Dwemer to come back because something like that in that regard you're talking a monumental probably the biggest return in a video game franchise in a very long time a lot of people play it a lot of people would play it
1: yeah good sales on that
2: one oh man that'd be a top of the chart right there but so do you believe in bigfoot absolutely you think bigfoot exists 100 percent. why not i mean Cohen randomly showed up so why not believe in bigfoot? <laughs> why not I'm COVID
1: randomly. Okay, I'm trying to think of how the legend of COVID is um, similar. <laughs> oh my Touch. god, is that of Bigfoot, but um,
2: yeah, why not? Okay,
1: what about aliens?
2: Absolutely, why not?
1: This just turned into a sweet rolls and coffee. It, it really did. I'm really sorry, folks. Uh, well, what do you mean, why not? I mean, there's definitive evidence. There
2: so, is definitive evidence. I personally do. Aliens. I've seen too much and heard sure. too much to believe otherwise. Does that make me crazy? some people's eyes probably I don't know
1: no it just makes you want Starfield
2: just as much as I do oh my gosh Starfield yeah oh that yeah. uh that that, that mm. good gracious I
1: think
0: that's yeah, the longest so- we've ever
2: spent on a voicemail Renegade
0: I know
1: <laughs> I love it yeah Renegade thank you so much um I, I love the, we love getting voicemails you guys so don't don't hesitate to uh to call the number we'll give you the number here in a little while we absolutely love that I think we're saying more races. Yes, Dramora. No. That sounded. <laughs> it sounded a little like a good, a good <laughs> mythical morning right there. I really
2: did not make want that to happen, but it just did. <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. It's a good. It's a good. It's a good. Man, those guys have been crushing content since I was in college. I love those dudes. Oh, they're, they're fantastic. Absolutely awesome. Remember, there's YouTube only. That was. A- Back in my day when MySpace was college only. All right. Or Facebook. Uh, okay, dokie. So, uh, hey, ESL Plus, it was a free trial going on. In case any of you missed it, this is coming to us from Um Look, we're just, we're, by the time you're listening to this, it's probably over. So, I mean, to anyone who's listening at the time of this recording, it's going on. Um, you know, you have the ESL Plus free trial for DLC access, craft bag, and more. Come try, experience the game. Now's the time to try it. It really is, and, um, you know, we, Cash and I both, have a very close friend of ours. Um, I feel like there's a small circle of people in our life that have been in our life since 2012 on, that we were on staff with at uh, our Mog Nation, the MMORPG community back then. Yeah. And just a very small, you know, people have, you know, left the table over the years, and there's been some cobwebs formed over in those general directions, and it's just you know now there's just a really small group of people uh Pip is uh very uh is one of those um Champ is one of those Sunny Ravencourt Courts one of those you know just and and the list goes on it but Champ recently came good friend of ours came over from Warcraft for the and you know he's every bit of what was it like 10 plus years in World of Warcraft and um yeah. so this move was a kind of move that, like, if there... It's one of those things where it's, like... We've often gotten emails and messages of people trying the game because of the show. But... I tell you what. Getting some... Getting him over to join us, it was more than than that. It was, like... It was, like... (laughs) It was, like, walking on water. Like, making this happen. And... Finally... Like, and, you know, we're telling about the game and, you know, we're not trying to push or anything. Just like, hey, here's what's up, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, that dude is now in ESO playing, joined the Lore Seekers community. Uh, and that man completed a feat I have never seen in my life from any ESO player ever. I've never heard of it. I've never seen it. Nothing.
1: Yeah, Champ is a better gamer than all of us. Like this just get that out on the table Holy like right now. Crap. He's a he's a great gamer at whatever he does. Absolutely. So. so anyway,
2: yeah, tell the peeps. This man First off, awesome person. Shout out to Champ. Much love, brother. Uh yeah. this man maxed out in less than twenty-four hours. He maxed out the Mages Guild and the Psijic Order skill line. Less than 24 hours. Because you count sleep and you count the time that, you know, It, uh, he was commenting a lot on, you know, ESO has these squirrels, you know, it's like, ah, oh, squirrel, you know, squirrel, 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 whatever. And, it, it, you know, he's commenting about, you know, everything has a story, it's so awesome, it's, you know, uh, just a, said a lot of things. We, we should just get him on the show and we can just talk about it, but... Um, it, uh, 20, less than 24 hours, mere hours. He maxed that out for the first time ever playing the game.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's cause he's a better gamer than we are. <laughs> um, but, uh, it, yeah, he, he had mentioned something about that in that, you know, you just, you can, you kind of see how all those things are kind of in line with each other. If you're going through that content, like the Cidric stuff. As you're doing that, as you're grinding that out, you're passing by tons of books. Yeah. So you know you can pick all that stuff up. So right. um, And there is there is a pattern to it. Like I never even thought about it. I'm still lamenting about finishing Sijic on some of my tunes. It's like oh god, yeah. It's such a grind, <laughs> and he just yeah. He just grinded right through it. Yeah. It's like yeah, it wasn't that bad. But it's it's interesting getting the perspective from a very experienced MMO player. Yeah. Like very experienced who's put a lot of hours into MMOs. Yeah. And then have him come over and do a fresh start. Uh-huh. In ESO even though he had played ESO before. But the difference was he tried ESO before but he was playing by himself. So he really couldn't get into it. Well, now like when he's on we're on, we'll run dungeons and do stuff together and just talk and, you know, hang out as friends. And so now I think he's able to like dive into the game and stuff. And and a few of the things that I thought he would like, it seems that he really does like it. And, and, um, the, some of the biggest things were the story Yeah, and the way the story is delivered in Elder Scrolls online is just different Especially different from what he was used to because he was such a long-time World of Warcraft player. But to see people who are that good at gaming come over and love the game. Like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I took him on his first dragon hunt. We went to southern elsewhere and we went looking for dragons. And so it was quiet and we took this dragon down and uh, with a group. And then we got done and he's like, I'm not going to lie, that was pretty cool. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm done, dude. The Freaking dragon hunting is so much that's fun so in this cool. game. So, yeah. So, so that cool. was really cool to um, to see that happen, and you know, to see your friends come into the game and enjoy it uh, as much as you do. And yeah, I mean, I know if, if he sticks with it, it's going to be something that grows on him
2: oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, it was a really cool perspective, and you you pretty much said it was um, hearing the perspective of something new coming into a game that's honestly as massive as ESO is right now because you're going to get a real honest engagement, a real honest reflection, a review everything, all those things from that person. Because right. everything is brand new. He said something to me that stood out was that what he loved about ESO was that like so war, he, and let me be clear, he loves Warcraft. That's his that's his jam. That's like, you know, that's like you finding something that's your jam and then experimenting with something else and discovering that you like this thing. He said with Warcraft, you know, the thing about Warcraft is that you have these locations, right? And sometimes these caves, like these interesting locales, they'll just give them, you know, they'll give them to you, right? But there isn't any really context as to why it's there. You know, in in, in that game, you will f- learn about it in a different way, probably in the future, whether it's a story or a comic, whatever. And then you can kind of relate back to it. He said, but, you know, they that within Warcraft, they just give you that location with nothing, like, you know... Sometimes there's the most interesting places don't have any context. With the when they give you a locale, when they give you a place that's very interesting. It comes with content. It comes right. with story. And I just thought, like, you're right. You're absolutely right. I
1: yeah, mean and some people can miss that yeah. if you don't take if you don't take the time to stop and smell the roses and absorb what that story um you know absorb that story that's there for you if you don't take the time to do that you're you're going to miss it or if you know you're you're just clipping through that story with your finger just trying to get through and get the content done then you miss the reason it's there but if you want to go through it you can do that yeah i think i think that's pretty profound in a game and when you think of how many times that's repeated like delve after delve after dungeon after trial they all have a reason that they are there,
2: yeah, and it's pretty cool yeah it, it's uh you know what, um going off what you said about whether you're clicking through something, I played the main story, just finished days ago, like maybe two days ago, and immediately got another character and did the exact same story, so i because I knew everything and I had done it all, did everything, every conversation piece that you could possibly pick up, every bit of lore that you could learn from the main story um i didn't do it this time around i just sped through it you know and i will say this i can't ever imagine playing that way normally i can't ever Uh imagine playing this game and not taking those extra doses of lore like conversation points and pieces and really reading and learning because it felt so like oh my goodness you like it and It's coming from a perspective of I just finished it, right? So I I knew the stuff, but even when I was doing another character, just to get it done, because I wanted to get this character caught up to where I was. It's like I paused with one, I wanted to pick up where I left off with another, in a way. Right. And uh, but so when I skip through it, it it, man, I can't imagine ever playing that way. You you feel so you you feel so uh, unattached. Dirty. Do you feel dirty? Did you 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 feel dirty? Oh, absolutely. A developer lost their wings. Yes, absolutely yeah, when you
1: click through the stories developers absolutely and we love those developers you guys hey <laughs> okay, do you want to see Jason Barnes lose his wings <laughs> neither do I dang it don't click through and you know I think I, I think that point is pretty profound because that is a big reason why upon our return from we're at a break <laughs> on our return. I have taken the time to maybe stay off discord a couple of days a week so that I can dive into those stories because we missed so much of that last year that, um, and, and we were, it was for a good reason. I mean, we were managing community and, and and we really wanted to have our best feet forward and be there for the community and, I, I always felt bad being logged into the game and not being on Discord and being available for for our lore seeker members. So that was that was a big reason why I think I missed so much of of the story. And unless like we were covering something or I was covering lore, those were really the only times that I dove in. But like now, when I'm running around, like I'll I'll take a quest and I just won't, like I won't be in Discord. It's not to take anything away from anybody else, but man, it's I am. It's the side of the game that I had missed. Oh yeah, a bunch. And then you know we'll still take our you know we'll still take our time and do events and stuff with the guild and hop in Discord and, and, yeah. and carry on and such. But yeah, um, and, and I really have to tell you, like, to know that that is what our friend Champ is is seeing and experiencing, and and I, I'll tell you right now, he's he's listening to the to the story, and um you know this new way that that I'm I'm really enjoying doing my lore lessons I'm talking to every NPC I can get my hands on I'm taking notes as I'm playing um, and this is this is how I want to play my game and I'm still doing the hard content and stuff like that with friends but yeah you know, when I get the time and that's why I, I admittedly I am like 80 percent of the way through the story on two characters i haven't finished it on one character yet because i've been doing so much side side quest stuff yeah and talking to npcs and taking my time and and um yeah so i think i'm sure this week i'm sure i'll finish up you know just so that we can talk about it but um yeah i've i've just really taken my time and i'm just really absorbing what blackwood has to offer and I'm already planning out like areas that I want to go to after it's over. Cause there's still content in the game that I haven't completed the story on so much.
2: That's the best part about this game though. It really is. Is that like, even if you focus on one thing, let's say you focus on one thing one day, you know, like that, you know, at the end of the day, it's a knowing, it's not a wonder. It's a knowing that there are, there is story upon story out there for you to enjoy there is content upon content and 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 i'm going to use that analogy now locales with meaning you know like places that just you'll see and listen and learn things that you never knew existed and at the end of the day this is elder scrolls lore this is adding to the repertoire of years and years of of uh, story and brand building within an ip like you just you know it's there and because of that you you don't have to hurry you don't have to rush you can go from point A oh my gosh there's a squirrel that squirrel leads you four hours in another direction you go to bed and you pick up where you left off the next day you know it's just it's exploration at it's finest I think you
1: better not kill that squirrel though I'll
2: tell you one thing oh man Mira is not yeah Mary will uh, she'll have your A I grabbed a torch bug that was a mistake yeah she was not. Turns out she uh, she has an affinity for bug culture. Yeah, bugs and critters. Like, don't do it. No, that's a mistake. Mistakes for me. Yeah. So uh-huh. uh, anyway, hey, ESO free plus trial. If you took advantage of, it, we hope you did. And uh, if this is the first time ever hanging out with us, first off, we hope you enjoy the game. Second of all, welcome lore seekers. But uh, all right, so endeavors arrive with new Iron Astronaut Crown crates. This is coming to us from Elder Scrolls Online. It says, "quote Stand firm against the forces of Mehrunes Dagon." With, I lost my train of thought. Indomitable items found within Iron Hatch are not? Crown crates. Just say Elder Scrolls <laughs> Online. Arriving in scrolls. Uh, <laughs> arriving in the new endeavor system. All right. So uh, this was uh, yeah. So endeavors are out, and we got new crates. New crates yes
1: yes endeavors are out and i i had to erect the spine of shut the f up today when i was playing and not get involved in zone chat because um i was hearing complaining already about the endeavor system and i was like i'll just explain the context what who's complaining? let me explain (laughs) let me explain the context okay Oh my god, sometimes I just absolutely want to ring some people's necks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I was just I was just out picking flowers, just doing my thing, right? Yeah. And there is a discussion going on about the endeavor system and then uh it can and I was uh, I was in chat with you, bro, as a matter of fact. Um you and I were just kind of shooting the crap and And I was doing my Endeavor system daily. And if you're unsure about what that is, basically for things that you would do in the game every day anyway, there is now a currency system behind that with very easily achievable uh, daily goals. For instance, today, I had to loot two chests. I had to kill 15 enemies Of any kind. And I had to kill 10 humanoids. And my daily was done. And I get, I got 60. Is it coins of Endeavor? Uh, Is that what it is? Uh, I'm not sure yet.
2: I don't have the name memorized.
1: I got 60 Endeavor currency. And we'll we'll, uh, double back and figure out. I think it's coins of Endeavor. Anyway. Okay. Um, Seals, Seals of, of Endeavor. Endeavor. Thank Thanks, you, Chad. thank you, Ducky. doo that. Really That's appreciate awesome. that. So, Seals of Endeavor. Yeah. Um, and you get sixty a day, and those can accumulate over time. And you can use that that currency that you get daily to buy items from the store of the crowns, crown store, right? Yeah. And there were people complaining that all you get every day is sixty they were all like i heard several people complaining and i i just dropped my head into my hand and just shook my head and just went oh my gosh like they're literally making a way for you to get crown store items for free so you don't have to spend money in the crown store did you expect to earn all the crowns you needed for that radiant apex mount on day one or even week one. Or you think it might mean something when you finally reach that point at, yeah, it might take three or six months for you to get to that point, but you're getting a free radiant apex. Mount! <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like kit, is anybody satisfied with anything in this world anymore? It's like it, uh, so, anyway, rant off, but holy crap, I was just so torqued. <laughs> what? I get it. And I, I was halfway through a sentence. I was just like, I went, nope. Backspace, backspace, backspace. <laughs> <laughs> not doing it. Not today, devil. <laughs> yeah, not today. So, oh. anyway, I I like it. And I know you sent me a text message this morning that said, I don't know, it was something to the effect of day blah blah I was like it's great and then you responded with endeavor system is cool it's <laughs> like oh my god I gotta play <laughs> yeah so I, I, I got home and hopped in and I dug it that's yeah, pretty cool
2: I dig it like it, it's a oh it's a free thing it's a free thing
3: everything yeah. about it
2: <laughs> it's a free thing like what do you I mean free, free. I, I mean come yeah. on what do you want? Like, just, just enjoy it. They want more. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's free. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't add any more to that. Like, I just. It's free. I don't. Yeah. I don't have anything. I, I. don't know. Whatever. Like, I just. It's, they want it's, double free. Like it, it, you can but it's yeah. free and it's free enough like you don't need anything else like you just it, yeah I get it you have to earn something that's going to take you time and dedication and require patience for, from you to, to go and do this thing but it's free it's a free thing listen it's, you young whippersnappers it's, it's, back in my day if you, <laughs> if you, if you, I mean if you don't like it you can buy stuff and I get it but like guys at the end of the day it's free and it's ultimately, it's to, <laughs> it's encouraging you to do to check out different things you may not normally do. Embrace that. Right. That's a journey. That is what MMOs used to be. That is that is it right there in the Endeavor system. It's 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 the time requirement. That's what it is. And, and it's like it's not like it's you're paying for it. It's free. Like, you're paying, yeah, ESO Plus, I get it, but this is our free update.
1: And it's, you can't have everything right now. I mean, that's the thing. It's, a, a, I don't know. It just happens to be a thing these days. People want everything right now because everything's at your fingertips, right? So they're like, ah,
2: it's going to take too long. Yeah, I mean, like, imagine. I don't know if I want to do it. Yeah. Well, then, then don't do it. Yeah. Like,
1: the thing is. The way that I'm looking at the Endeavor system is it's so easy to do the requirements every day as a daily. I mean, it took me like five minutes. And it's so easy to get that done that if you just forget about your Seals of Endeavor, you're going to get your allotment every day and just forget about them. And before you know it, you're going to have accumulated a bunch of them. And then you're going to have your pick of whatever you want in the store yeah you know what i mean it's like it's like getting the fun out of rolling the ball up the little lane thing at chuck e cheese and then you get the tickets and you're still having fun and you're getting more tickets (laughs) and i want to play this game over here mom and then you get more tickets and you don't realize how many tickets you have because mom's holding them for you and then at the end of the day Right before you go home and pass out from your sugar coma and pizza, soda, you get to pick a prize. That's the coolest part of your Chuck E. Cheese visit. That's what I thought.
2: Anyway. You know, like, I just, you you earn a hundred, you can earn a what was it, like a hundred plus seals a day? No, so, 60. 60? Okay, so 60, 60 a day. 60 a day. Okay, so let's just yeah. do the math. 60. 60 it's gonna take you a minute 365 the days is 21,900 seals that is isn't that isn't that close to enough if not enough for an apex mount that's if you log in well, every day for a year that's quite extensive i mean but, are, I get but it. does it does it swap straight over for crowns i i don't have the ratios up but i wish i did for this, yeah, this part i of the don't show. know if it swaps really straight over really do for crowns. but i i know this it's like that's not that's not that bad at all and it's free it is, yeah. like, it, at the end of the day, like, it, 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 here was the argument previously. You had to spend hundreds and hundreds of real-life dollars to get g- enough gems to be able to buy this mount. Now the argument is, now you have to spend XYZ time to get free time, part of a free update, to earn this in-game instead of spending real-life money. It's like, yeah, it, and it, that's- where's the balance? Like, there isn't any...
1: I, yeah. yeah, it's I don't know, and and we can we it's, can stop talking about it. Jibs and I like it, like we we dig the system. I think it's it's another additional way for us to be able to get stuff. Like if anything else, it's going to make those radiant apex mounts less rare because over time, people are going to save up their seals to get those yeah more rare mounts. So you're going to see more of those rare mounts out there, yeah. the ones that. You would normally only get from the percentage of people that buy crown crates. Yeah. And then from there, the small percentage of people that actually get a radiant apex mount to drop. Right. No, but there's other stuff that you can get too. It's not, we're just using the radiant apex mount as a example. So anyway, and that's what I saw people complaining about today. It's just like, oh, it's going to take, it's going to take forever. It's like, well, if you're disappointed about getting this thing for free, Get used to it, because it's not the last time your life's going to disappoint you.
2: Right? <laughs> like, if this is the most difficult thing that happens to you in the next year after what we yeah. came, came through, like, come on, you're going to be okay. You've done, you've done pretty good. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, had a we real blessed day, Fred. <laughs> we are definitely parents. Oh, absolutely. Oh man, we are. I kind of feel. <laughs> anyway, I love the system. I love yeah. the current ratios. I, like I don't it. want. I, I hope they don't increase them. I hope they keep it as is. Leave it. Yeah. Leave it alone. Let that yeah, let that I'm, be a grind. You know, I'm
1: pretty happy with it. I think um, I think
2: uh, as as the the
1: weekly goals get added and some of the other, you know, maybe some more daily stuff gets added, they're going to continue to build upon the system. Yeah. And I think that um, you know, getting getting stuff for just doing what you'd normally do in the game, that's pretty freaking cool. It's an additional way to earn cool stuff in Elder Scrolls Online, and I think it's absolutely fantastic.
2: Yeah, Grandpa Tech and chat says, yeah, rare stuff should be, well, yeah. rare. Mm-hmm. I agree. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. But anyway, so um, in addition to this, we saw the Iron Astronaut crown crates come out, and I am a huge fan of this crown crate series. Absolutely. Yeah. Did good, Clark. Yeah, and along with that, are we going to go through this? Oh, we
1: can pick and choose. Yeah, so um, the one thing that I wanted to talk about here is that Radiant Mount. Which one? The bear.
2: The bear, the bear. The
1: red, I forget what it's called, the red wild hunt one.
2: Oh, my butt trying to find it i currently see iron cinch mount they've got the sunflower iron wolf mount and viridian iron steed mount and uh yes. yes so they're
1: those are like wild hunt style wait a minute where's the one that was wild hunt style I just saw it
2: today the green one it looks like a horse that looks more well it's more yeah. right okay well all right
1: yeah There was one that I saw today. I thought it was a Radiant Apex mount that was, I think it was 700 gems. Yeah. That's available. And it looked like the Wild Hunt style. Yeah. But it was red.
2: That's awesome. I do, I think I do recall. I got to go back in there and look at it.
1: it. Yeah, there it is. The Bloodroot Wild Hunt Cinch. Oh, that's awesome. So if, yeah, if you recall the the wild hunt mounts the way they look it looks like um they look like roots and it it comes together to make this mount yeah um in this this one happens to be a cinch and um the wild hunt ones were green it like had like leaves and stuff coming off it and it was all green well these ones is the same exact style but it's red like so it looks like fall leaves actually yeah really freaking cool that's awesome yeah that yeah, is awesome. Did a good job. But think, it's 700 crown gems. That's a lot. So that, That's a lot of crates where you're getting rid of stuff. Get to Endeavorin. Get to Endeavorin. <laughs> oh, Get know, on it. That? No, these are crown gems.
2: Yeah, but you can use that. Can't you use that to buy those items in the with the Endeavor, Seals of Endeavor? Um, did I miss something? I don't.
1: No. Uh, well, I know you're not doing it today. I know I'm not doing it today. <laughs> Name one with, your, to confirm with that. your 60 seals, yeah. Uh, we'll confirm yeah, that I would, show. It would be much, much more than that. So, yeah. anyway, I uh, I really love that style. The Bloodroot Wild Hunt cinch.
2: 9,600 really. seals, according to Ducky. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so I'll take you a minute. How yeah. <laughs> you get it? Yeah, yeah. eventually. But, and, uh, you know, I... I think this is a really, really good crown series. Um I really liked a lot of a lot of it was very flame and you know, with the iron part you see a lot of looks like dark like a I would almost say metal or like a rock rocky texture. It almost reminds me of honestly it reminds me of in a way and I say this in a in a good way, is um remember Warlords of Draenor? On Warcraft? Remember the style, like the way that those uh what was it dark iron? orcs i don't remember what it was but anyway it it reminds me of that very dark and just very rough looking metal and um it's very like it it's everything opposite of somerset right somerset's perfect it's flawless yeah and and then exactly and then you see this and it's everything's rugged you know You, you see these these mounts and uh they're just really just like in your face and uh Nothing's perfect on them, and it looks awesome.
1: Yeah, it looks—they look quite oblivion. Yeah, you know, because it's all—it looks like all metal and stone, and then the innards. I'd say innards, right? Yeah, yeah, innards (laughs) are are like they're all flame, like flamed out and like lava, and you know, flames coming out of little embers and stuff dripping off of them. So it's these are very cool looking.
2: Yeah, they've also got the Iron st- uh style as well. I uh I bought four crates today and out of that crate I got the um the uh battle axe, which is great cuz I'm using a two-hander on my Stamcrow. And oh, nice. it's awesome. The animation on it is very cool. Um my favorite part of this, the entire thing is not only does it, you know, the glow, but it has that real edgy look to it. The um The best part about it, oddly enough, is the handle because it's wrapped in leather. But where your hands hold the leather, it's worn. And then as it goes out to the edges, it fades to like the perfect, you know, as leather would. It looked perfect, you know, like that natural color. Right. And I'm just like that little touch of realism was totally what sold me on it. Because I'm like, wow, I've never seen that. That looks awesome. Yeah. I, I loved the attention to detail. Yeah,
1: yeah. Have you, did you see the, um, uh, what is this called? The Knight Aspirant armor style? Yeah,
2: that's a good one, too. Yes. I I dig that, man. It's very simple. It it really is. It's it's a very simple armor style. It almost
1: reminds me of, uh, Uh, (laughs) of, um, dang it. The, uh, uh. Knights of the old yeah the knights of e. thank you very <laughs> you're much welcome. thank you it almost reminds me of knights of knee which makes me uh makes me laugh but i i like the simplicity of the armor style yeah i think it would work for any build like for any motif you're going for i think it would work battle mage
2: adventure um uh, pff, anything you know it looks good. It looks yeah. like um, very classic medieval um, and and exactly. I think that that is what this expansion represents in a lot of ways. It's a return to a very medieval setting. You feel that in the city. you feel that with the ambience which you hear. Um, you know, just having those two extra shops that weren't necessarily on the map were just you know just starting to fill up the cities a little bit more. And then you're seeing stuff like this. I just I like that. It's that classic. Reminds me of a Knight's Tale in a way, the movie A Knight's Tale. Um, and uh, oh gosh, just so many, so many good medieval movies. And, uh, and yeah, it's
1: a really good hood on that light set. It really is it's a good hood, and yeah. that's that's important to me because I love wearing those hoods. The closest thing to a <clears throat> cloak
2: that we can get. So. It dies well. Yeah. It dies very well. Yeah. So, anyway, huh. um, you know what also dies well? What's it, uh, my you? hopes and dreams of a cloak, a cloak, my character at some uh, point? I, I, yeah. I think uh, I don't know. I don't think we're so far off from that. I don't think we're. I don't think that's a neg- like a not a possibility.
1: I don't know unless some things have changed. But I think in the past when I mean, we talked about it a while back, they're they're. They were in the game They were in the original trailer But they were having problems with it rendering And it was causing latency issues
2: Well, we're six years removed from that Very true you know, This is true Technology's different And honestly Let the community Like, heck, hey I, you know, I don't know what it's like behind the wall I'm not a fly on the wall Over at Zoss But, you know What are you trying to say? Cloak now? Are we riot? No, I'm just saying Like, throw it out to the community If if it's if all it would do would be stationary you know with the community mind, I, I i don't i don't know i don't know what it would do to a game the game it may still cause latency issues but um it, uh, maybe they'd be surprised at how many people would probably be okay with a stationary cloak i don't know maybe some people wouldn't be i don't I maybe in
1: Cyrodiil maybe in siredil they said nukeps nukeps
2: nukeps uh, goodness all right so anyway hey check out this crates they're awesome uh we hope you enjoy the endeavor system as well go and sink your teeth into it and tell us what you think genuinely we want to hear your opinions on the endeavor system you can always email us Seekers podcast at gmail.com or you can always call us as well 765-382-6961 keep your voicemails around a minute or less we'll play right here on the show so uh boom there's that ESO console enhanced Deadlands revealed at the Xbox and Bethesda game showcases coming to us from scrolls Online.com. Now look, I'm just going to frame these two things up and then let it go. Cause what a showcase. So for those of you who don't know, console enhance is now live. Now for those who don't know what that is, well, uh, it's a free update that takes full advantage of the native power of the Xbox Series XS and PlayStation Five, giving you the option to run the game at full four K or sixty FPS. It also includes improvements to the draw distance, textures, reflection, shadows, load times, and more. AKA, your game's gonna look real pretty. Real pretty on console. Yeah. And it's you now get there. your hands on one. If- you have purchased the great unicorn. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. sitting in your living room.
1: I know cuz as of right now the um Xbox Series X um and S um they both of them seem like they're the um the burning spell we've Inferno staff. Yeah. Does it really exist? <laughs> Is it
2: really a thing or Is it just a unicorn? (laughs) Is it just a unicorn? Well, during the uh, Xbox Bethesda Showcase, uh, before we dive into some of the other games that they talked about, uh, they did announce this year's Dungeon DLC, and that is The Waking Flame, which is pretty cool. More details coming later in the year.
1: Yes, I love it. Yeah,
2: it's, it's pretty cool. sad.
1: I love the story. I, I'm really, I'm digging the intricacies of the story this time around. It's, it's very good.
2: Yeah, it's elaborate. It really is, and it's that's great. Um, uh, just seeing how the chapters have come along since Somerset, since honestly our first chapter uh, ever on the show, because uh, the show launched two, three months right before Somerset yeah yeah um and then just to see where we're at now it's my goodness the they've become so much more elaborate and uh just really really big fan of that
1: i love that this that there's a story within the story you know what i mean because like there's there's the order of the waking flame there's the 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 fact that um, Mayrun's Digon is making a run at Tamriel again. And in addition to that, you get to learn the story of the Longhouse Emperors. Uh, you get to dive into uh, the Dremora because Larenth plays a pretty decent part in this whole thing. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's so many different branches that you could learn more about around the overarching story of the chapter. And that's what I love about how they, they tie these stories into the world around you. Yeah. I really dig that. It was, it was the same thing in Somerset. Right. Right somerset revolved around the slode. you dig into the slode, you learn about the Manhattan flu and there's just all of these you know then there's the marmor the the sea elves were there and so you pick any one of the chapters and there's the main story and then there's all these branches of lore that they that they tie into one yeah they're very good about that and i think that is probably 25 plus years of elder scrolls lore when the lore is that deep yeah you can get away with that
2: absolutely yeah absolutely so, there's so much wow. there's so many layers with the characters and just seeing how they've been brought into this chapter is it, it, it at least with me you know when i wrapped up the main story it's just like oh my goodness i can't wait till the fall i can't wait till quarter four you know and yeah. I, we'll actually back it up, you know, in uh, seeing how they progress uh, with uh, Waking Flame. And, mm-hmm. and then wrapping it up, they announced this too. This coming in the fall. The Elder Scrolls Online Deadlands is ESO's major fall release and concludes the year-long Gates of Oblivion adventure. Similar in scope to other recent Zone DLCs, such as Markarth or Dragonhold, both were great. Did you say Dragonhold? I don't
1: know. That Good. sounds cool. That maybe sounds like something new that I've never seen before. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's uh, you got to plug in a GameShark to the back of your PC to, uh, oh, uh, oh, enable, okay. to enable the sound. You're such a nerd. Uh, anyway, <gasps> <laughs> similar to Mark Arth or Dragonhold and Deadlands, you can explore the Prince of Destruction's Realm of Oblivion. While well, you have had the chance to visit parts of Maroon Mehrun Dagon's Mehrun's Dagon, Dagon's world and previous ESO chap adventures, this is only the second time Daedric realm is available as an explorable zone in the game. So Deadlands, dude. Yeah, what was the first one? Uh, Cold Harbor. Yes, correct, sir. You know they put out. First off, I love the fact that we're able to go and adventure in Oblivion. Uh, I love the fact that we're going to be able to step foot back in this in this realm. You know, it's been since Elder Scrolls IV that we've been able to do that, and uh, it's pretty monumental feeling. But they put out these these images, this concept art of Deadlands, and there is one in particular. I don't know the name of this outfit style, but oh. My goodness. This outfit style is probably one of the coolest ones I have seen and is 100% a pure throwback to Oblivion and improved oh, yeah. upon in every way.
1: Oh, that's full Dremora.
2: It's right full Dremora, and it's yeah. legit. Like, if you're a fan at all of Oblivion or Dremora, this is so much for you you even see the runes you see the runes of the daedric runes uh, like laid into the armor and red underneath i think those are runes or is that flame that may be just that may just be flame but oh my goodness it's all black it looks like it was it's like um well shoot if you played the old games you know what it looked like but it's like turned up to 11 and um
0: yeah
1: oh yeah all the visuals in the ESO are, are turned up nowadays, and you can compare them to the Blockhead Morrowind days. Yeah. I'll <laughs> just Scrolls through. it's like, oh, my God, what a stark difference in the stuff that we're seeing nowadays, which just absolutely beautiful.
2: Yeah, it really is. Yeah, those, okay, so, yeah, those are flames underneath. It is it is awesome. It's uh, It reminds me of Orcs, too, from Mordor in Lord of the Rings. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah like, the, like armor, yeah, like the crude armor, like super-pointed. Yeah, layered armor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely agree with that. It really does. Uh, absolutely stunning. So if you are a fan of you know those things, you're gonna have uh, you're gonna have fun there. And then also they've got um, some very very cool concept environmental concept art pieces. I love their environmental art. Um, at some point, it looks like uh, one of the places you'll be going is well, clearly it's another realm, but it does not look like Oblivion. It is like very. Dark, very stormy looking, lightning everywhere. Almost looks like uh, like mountains and sharp points and just like these violent looking crags that you you know walk through. And oh. yeah, let's uh, we'll zoom in here. Those are the live show here, but uh, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting to see where this chapter goes. And uh, overall, well, looks awesome. I, I,
1: I would buy that. That's that. That's Mehrun's Dagon's spot because it you know basically mayoon's Dagon is he's, he's chaos right so it's all the different weather systems not just flame and fire but all of the different weather systems are present in his realm so yeah this looks like it's just a different area of what we what we're used to seeing in his plane of oblivion it's, like you know what yeah. we're seeing with the portals now when you run around the world and those things pop open and you jump in the hole yeah um this is just a different Realm of that, but yeah, that could certainly be Marines.
2: It's pretty interesting looking, very, uh, yeah. very different color hues. So, you have the teals, like you said, you know, stormy, dark, you know, looks like a nasty thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be interesting,
1: very, yeah, very it does, interesting. It doesn't have the, uh, the iris burning, uh, bright teals of uh, Cold Harbor. <laughs> No, <laughs> the Molag balls spot it's and don't get yeah. me wrong like I love I love Cold Harbor a lot. I think it's it's so well done, it's gorgeous but man, after a while it's
2: like ah my eyes I secretly cannot stand that zone really? I cannot stand that zone. Oh I like that zone. Oh, I struggle I struggle being in there longer than I have just going to the luxury vendor on the weekends. Is, oh, yeah. an, is enough to make me, you know, like I'm good. I don't need to be there another week. Can't do it. Oh, but anyway. Oh, oh. So yeah. Oh. So hey, uh, Xbox Bethesda Showcase. I know this is an Elder Scrolls Online podcast, but holy crap, freaking! Uh, I love fantasy. I do. I really, really do. My home in a ga- is you know it's no we've made no bones about it. Our our first home was in a galaxy far, far away. Oh yeah, that is sci-fi, my friend. And seeing Starfield show up and show off, holy crap!
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel very comfortable um, talking a little bit about this because, yeah, it, it is Bethesda. It's part of it's part of the, the family. family. And yeah. um, But my god, that trailer! I was blown away. I was taking screenshots and sending them to you because I know you're away from the keyboard and weren't, oh. wasn't able to watch the the reveal. Um, but <laughs> and I think one of the things that that I said to you that I was so impressed upon is when you think about an Elder Scrolls game, um, you think about a Bethesda game. Let's just let's take a more a more broad stroke here. When you think about Bethesda game there are small little details that are in each scene as we could probably call it so you'd walk into a room and you know say this room has been abandoned for years and years all a fallout right yeah and there's things around that room that you can explore and look at and see to get hints about what took place there who might have inhabited that space. And that's all over Fallout. Yeah. Right? Yeah. In Skyrim um, and the Elder Scrolls single-player titles, it's the same way. In Elder Scrolls Online, it's the same way. There's little papers left. Somebody leaves a journal. There's a lore book there. One of the biggest things about the Starfield trailer that, that caught me was when they were panning around this futuristic looking room it looked like uh you know a room that was maybe inhabited by um by um some type of humanoid or space dwelling people somebody to put on a spacesuit get in a spaceship and blast off it looked like it was the the room of say a crew of of those people yeah there were little notes like written on the glass um it looked very lived in. It looked like somebody was coming off shift, leaving a note for somebody coming on shift. And it's those small little attention to detail moments that make Bethesda games stand out to us as RPG players. Yeah. And it it blew my mind. I was just like, Oh my God, jibs. Look at this. Watch this right now. I don't care if you're in church. (laughs) Watch it now. Turn the, turn, the volume, turn the volume all the way up. Oh. Um, I swear your pastor will love it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was so, so good to see. Like, it just, yeah. man, it just, like, I am a huge sci-fi fan. If, if, if there's a book genre mm-hmm. I read, it's sci-fi showing it i am showing it for those of the live oh show oh my hey.
1: god all right everybody shut up <laughs> but, for like three minutes
2: by the way you can always come to the live show twitch.tv slash source singers podcast um look this to me you know when todd howard said hey this is skyrim in space i just went yeah oh oh that oh, guy oh that guy oh man t-
1: tell me what you said you might have to pause this video tell me what you yeah. said about todd howard Before we started the show.
2: Yeah. So I said, you know, there may be things that that have happened that I, uh, for one, I'll never forget Fallout 76's release. That bothered me from a business standpoint. Like, and, you know, so there may be, like, bumps in the road. Things that that may happen that just upsets you, you know, or whatever. uh, Or there may be things that happen that you don't agree with. But for whatever reason, anytime that man steps on the freaking stage he could have cheated on me the night before whatever you know he could have stood me up for dinner whatever and i tell you what that dude hits the stage and it's just like oh it's todd howard it's just everything melts away and you're just like i love that guy
1: (laughs) how and how does that how is it that like you're not the only person that feels that way i mean like there are so many people that that feel Oh, my. This is going to be, like, we're super gushing. And the only reason for that, you guys, is because we're super gushing. We're um, fans. <laughs> yeah. Um, Todd Howard, and there's a reason we call him God Howard, but Todd Howard is an icon in this industry. Yes. And he will always be. And yeah. there's there's a billion memes out there on on the guy and... Um, you know, people will say what they want and people will say, Oh, Bethesda Games, oh, look at, you know, there's always all, all the problems with clipping and all this stuff. It's like, Yeah, okay. Is that all you have? <laughs> like, yeah. all right. Yeah. He is the creator of some of these universes, you guys. And it's, it's, it's profound. The things that have gone on inside of his head and he has been able to create the teams capable of taking it from his head to your screen in front of you. And I know this can be, this can be repeated for star Wars, for Lord of the Rings, for any other game franchise, mass effect or Witcher, or whatever it's out there. There's other people doing the same thing, but there's something about Bethesda games. And it's, it's what yeah. we just talked about where There's such a sense of realism in these games. They truly make these games appear to be lived in. And that is what sucks you into those universes and what stands out to us as RPG players. So yeah, when Todd Howard comes on the stage, he commands that stage.
2: Yeah, he does. It's, uh, he is a pillar in the gaming industry that, like mean, you said it he's responsible for so many of so many gamers experiences memories moments laughs tears when certain certain things happens with characters you know you, you talk about the dark brotherhood quest lines you know when the lights are off and you're doing it fear you know all these things that you've experienced yeah. over the course of decades and it's just it's it's special. It's just special from a game. You take Fanboy out of the picture and just as a gamer, it's special. And that's what makes gaming right. so good. And so to see this trailer or this teaser trailer, first new IP in 25 years, it just and, and a uh, gosh, the sci-fi in me is just screaming at the top of my lungs. I can't wait. I can't wait. We yeah. haven't had a new sci-fi game like this. And dude, I would say almost 10 years probably. Like if I'm forgetting one, like this is insane. Insane. Yeah,
1: and I mean there's there's certainly other sci-fi games out there, but the the fact that this is this is Bethesda guys and 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 it's been in the making for a long time and just like look at the result. This is I'm sure this is in-game footage. Yeah, Absolutely, I'm sure this is in-game footage. Um, And if you haven't seen the trailer, absolutely take the time to go and see the trailer for Starfield because um, I think that is going to be a... I think it's going to be a pretty impressive franchise.
2: This game... Absolutely. Yeah. This game, 100%, to me, is... Anytime I watch this trailer, it makes me feel like something i haven't felt in a very long time and that is when i played kotor when i played knights of the republic way back in the day it's just the way that the game is set up the way that it looks the fact that it's completely open world you can go do your thing and it's sci-fi you know like grant kotor wasn't was not that 100 percent, but it's just the fact that it provides you with a feeling that it's just i haven't felt in a very long time from a sci-fi genre standpoint yeah and yeah. uh it's i'm excited man i really really am i think this yeah. i hope it crushes it i, I hope it go, knocks it out of the park and that they just keep building on it because what they're doing is great
1: i think do you remember when um when microsoft and bethesda kind of did their, did their thing and we we were we were very concerned i was concerned like, yeah uh, what does this mean? And I think the biggest thing that we were that we were concerned about was that um, Bethesda and all you know all of their IPs were still going to have the freedom that they've always had to create, yeah, and to to write their story, so to speak. Right. Um, you always worry with other uh, corporate entities coming in that they are going to, you know, change the very fabric of something that you love and enjoy. Right. And I think what we are seeing coming out of uh, Bethesda as a whole, as as a as a, a franchise, you know, large studio, with now the support of Microsoft, I think we're we're seeing what that partnership could bring out of it. I mean, you know, look what's going on with elder scrolls online yeah i mean it continues every single year to get nothing but better to bring more features to flat you know they're they're truly fleshing out the game and we have been able to experience the growth from beta i mean think about the game from beta to now and, and, and they've done that as Zenimax, as, as a studio with the support of Bethesda. Well, now you have Zenimax as a large studio working in conjunction with Bethesda as it did before with the support of the juggernaut of Microsoft. I see that as a win. Like I absolutely see that as a win because yeah. it looks like they're able to keep their their creative focus and, and just, you know, keep on striving forward with the things, but now they just have additional support. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty excited to see where this brings the franchises.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's uh I, I remember we had that conversation over the phone, I'll never forget. I think we were in the middle of our break and I remember hearing the news. You and I immediately, like normal, call each other.
0: <laughs> we <Yeah>. just
2: talk. <laughs> And I was concerned. I really was concerned. Uh, but I tell you what, after the year that we just came out of, of 2020, seeing something like this and seeing how things are going with these IPs so far, it's just like it's like a breath of fresh air. It's just like, thank you. You know, like a year that was so difficult for so many people, so many families, businesses, whatever. Seeing something like this, this showcase that we saw, and just seeing how everything appears to be moving very well, they're gelling very well together. Seeing how it's supposed to be. Things are supposed right. to be. It's just All right. it's just like, oh thank you. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, a lot of good things at the beat at the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Starfield stood out to Cash and I both. Um in a lot of ways. So <laughs> anyway, it's gonna be it's good. Oh hey, quick note, because I forgot to say this earlier on the show. Before we go to the lore lesson, Min your Mayhem's coming.
1: Yeah, I noticed that. I was going to say that earlier, because I didn't see it in the notes. And then, um, I don't know. You read whatever's on the teleprompter, and it wasn't there. So, Dang it. But
2: yeah. Put a question mark on the teleprompter again. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Anyway, all right. Well, friends, it's that time. That special, special time. Let's do some lore. Enter my mind, vestige and walk with me through the shadows of past events.
1: Friends, Lore Lesson 120. And last week, we, um, we did something special. And uh, I actually sought out the history in-game by traveling in-game. And I ended up sitting down with a renowned author by the name of Rio in the city of Leowin to learn about her close friend and Soxalil cultural icon, Keshu the Blackfin. The hours seemed to zip by as... we sipped blood wine and Peek graciously answered my inquisitive questions and she spun tales of her longtime egg sister. But this week, I will continue the story of what I learned about Keshu on that very enchanting day along Topal Bay. But first a little glimpse into the folk of Gideon and their thoughts and their own words about Keshi the Blackfin. Now that day, on my way to meet P- to meet with Picariel, I had a short but very charming conversation in Gideon's main square with Wugiris Sa, a rather distinguished Soxalil female. And in my conversation with her, I could tell immediately how this little marshland town felt about their new governor.
3: A word of advice, Traveler. If you're trying to get anything done in Gideon, I'd suggest going to Keshu, the Blackfin, directly. Keshu makes things happen. She is quite busy, of course, but she turns no one away. No matter who you are, if your need is great, she will use all her strength to find a way to help you. That is what makes her a great leader. I can tell you what I know, but it is only a glimpse into her greatness. Keshu is a war hero. She has traveled and learned much in her lifetime before coming to Gideon. Here, she hopes to build a more harmonious and modern Argonian society. She has already accomplished much for many people. Her accomplishments are vast. From fighting against slavers to befriending King Uran, she has proven herself. If you speak to her, you will understand why we place our hope in her.
1: Very apparent how the people of Gideon feel about Keshu. So although Pika Reel and myself had just met a few hours earlier, she was a very kind and engaging Soxleel. And the stories of her childhood with Keshu had pulled both emotion and laughter from us, which eased any air of awkwardness there would have been at our first meeting. As a matter of fact, by this point, Peek and I were chatting so matter-of-factly that anyone overhearing the conversation might have taken us for long-time chums. But there were no eavesdroppers in the Colodus Inn that day. It was early afternoon on a Amorndas in Leowen. Most of the tavern's usual patrons that were in the establishment lent to the perfect most of the tavern's usual patrons were either day laboring or tending to their families at that time of day so the quaint silence in the establishment lent to the perfect environment for our deep dive into the life of Keshu the Blackfin now we were both feeling a slight buzz from the wine so I hailed the innkeeper for a bite to eat I gestured to Pika reel hoping for her opinion on the matter now, the food here was very foreign to me, but truth be told, I was very interested in trying some of the local and traditional Argonian fare. So she nodded graciously back at me and turned to the innkeeper, and she ordered a platter of broiled Argonian swamp shrimp and roasted greens for us to share. I was delighted. Now, Picarillo caught my eyes again as the innkeeper accepted the order and moved toward the kitchen to summon the chef she wasted no time in continuing her chronicle. Our conversation to this point had revolved around Keshu's young life in her childhood village of Sikatzol. The tale spoke of Keshu as a standout and an informal leader during their rites of maturity, a traditional coming-of-age trial among Soxleal society. Keshu had excelled in the trials using her innate skills as a tracker, a hunter-gatherer, concealment, and combat. By her excellence in, in these life skills, they were absolutely accented by something more. And that was the natural ability to make effective decisions and the ability to lead others with both her mind and her heart. As Pikaril explained, Keshu the Blackfin was destined for more than her tiny village could offer. So upon her successful completion of her rites of maturity, Keshu set out upon a journey to learn more about the world beyond the village. However, she wouldn't be alone. Keshu would be accompanied by her closest friends, the sly Tiwan, the mighty Vassaruk, the crafty Zoksin, and of course, her closest confidant, Pikaril. The journey led the fledgling band of adventurers north through Black Marsh. They were heading toward the legendary city of Stormhold. Now, as they traveled as young Argonians, they stopped to say goodbye to friends and family in neighboring villages along the way. Among the embraces and the tears, the group was warned to avoid the Dark Elf enclaves in their path at all costs. The Dark Elves were notorious for capturing Lone Argonians and shipping them to a life of slavery in the volcanic lands of Morrowind. The tales the young Soxleel had heard and possibly doubted as young children about the Dunmeri slavers began to seem all that more real to them as they trudged, trudged along a potentially perilous path. Now, their safe arrival in Stormhold was quite a relief, that was overshadowed by sights of the young adventurers. Sights that the young adventurer had never seen. There were races of every kind in Tamriel among the populace in the bustling city. The group marveled in their exotic look and their culture, because they had never experienced any, experience anything like that in their lives. There were traders, crafters, political figures. ...adventurers like themselves, and plenty of unsavory types. It was, in fact, the first time the young Saxleel had even heard the word Argonian. As they learned that other races would begin to refer to them as such, they only knew that they were Saxleel. Here's a fun fact. One particular aspect of city life Keshu and her companions noted upon their travels... Once they reached Stormhold, was the treatment the other Sox Leo received from the various races? Some were ordered about, some were belittled, many were beaten. Cashew calmed her friends, ushered them into a calm state of mind because they wanted to take action immediately. Cashew simply said, We can't change the course of this river, at least not today. Okeshu well, and her companions would explore the city, further absorbing in its bustle and amazement. They stopped and enjoyed the musical prowess of a group of Nord bards who they later befriended. The bard's name was Jorin, and he traveled with a group of Nords, not much older than Keshu and her friends. Jorin spoke of his travels and the ambitions of his own to become a famous bard. He explained that he and his comrades had set off from the colder regions of Skyrim for the same reasons that Keshu and her group had, to see the world before the responsibilities of life could catch up. Now, Jorn and Keshu seemed to hit it off quite well, and they chatted through the night about their interests and ambitions as they drank and shared tales as a group. But the enjoyment of the night was interrupted when, with a start, Tiwan rushed in to announce that Keshu's companion, Zoxin, had been taken by a band of Dunmeri slavers. Tiwan and Zoxin had decided to explore the city for a while before retiring for the evening when he was ambushed and taken. Now, Keshu sprung into action and immediately retrieved her weapons and started ordering her friends to follow her lead, which they undoubtedly did. But to their surprise, Joran and his companions did the same. And he simply said, friends don't let friends rush off into battle by themselves. And the massive Nord followed them. The now larger party made their way to a known Dunmer enclave on the edge of Stormhold. House dress, Joran proclaimed in his booming voice, I should have known. They performed some reconnaissance of the enclave, located the holding area for the newly acquired slaves, noted guard locations and routes, and then formulated a plan. Keshu never once hesitated with her strategy, and Yorin, being battle-tested himself, offered some suggestions to further secure their success. Reel's account of the surprise attack was mesmerizing. Four Argonians and five Nords went to war with House Dress that night, and the results were astounding. The enemy was unprepared, and they never saw it coming. Keshu the Blackfin, with Yorin the Bard at her side, carved a path to the slave pins through the Dunmer guards while their companions covered their advance. The early morning attack caught the Dunmer defenses completely off guard and set the tone for the entire rescue. Yorin had explained why he knew Keshu's plan would succeed. The Dunmer were quite akin to defending their slaver caravans on the roads, but nobody had ever had the gall to charge headlong into a Drez enclave. These slavers had never met Keshu the Blackfin. With a swipe of his battle axe, Jorn smashed the slave pen's lock, freeing Zoxan and a group of disheveled Saxalil from their temporary prison. As they emerged, Dunmer reinforcements did at the same time, but this time they brought mages. As Cashew began to deliver her orders of battle, it was clear she was prepared to fight to the death for her cause. Jorin offered a simple muse. Not every battle needs to be to the death, my Argonian friend. With his twinkling eye he told her to take her people and escape. My companions and I will keep these puny elves occupied. Keshu thanked him and vowed to return the favor. I may just hold you to that promise, Joran said, someday. Off they went, slipping into the thick of the marsh, Keshu in the lead. Joran and his band of Nord warriors became a wall of defense, fighting with fierce bravado not seen in most fighters. The Argonians would run until the sun rose, finally safe, and finally, free. cashew however, was quite concerned with the fate of her new friends, and subsequently sent Pika, real and T1 to stealthily return to the city to inquire of their friends' fate. Stepping foot into the inn at Stormhold, Pika and T1 found the Nords quite intact. As a matter of fact, enjoying a meal and some mead. Joran assured them that him and his companions were no worse for wear, and he urged them to leave town as the early morning attack had really ticked off the house dress leader. Joran said they, too, would be leaving Stormhold. Before Pikaril and T1 left, Joran said, Tell Keshu I look forward to our next encounter. In the weeks to follow, tales of Keshu's slave rescue in the heart of a house dress compound Spread to local Saxlir, to the local Saxlir populace. She was becoming quite the charismatic leader, and her antics were being spoken of in the region. It was no secret to her companions that Cashew the Blackfin was fascinated by the history of Saxlir society and the heights it had reached in the distant past. Her innate interest in the subject and the group's actual need. To remain off the grid for a while after the house dress incident, drove them deeper into the marshlands. Cashew had decided to visit an ancient Sakslil city she had discovered in a book she borrowed from her, her Raj Lith, Draminson. remember her old teacher. This particular region of Blackmarth was particularly deadly. Strange predators, noxious poisons drifting on the swampland breezes. Carnivorous plants and swarms of hungry insects dotted every step of their path. But led by the great Cashew the Blackfin, these combat-tested Saxalil trudged through, continuing on their path to discovery. Following the clues in the book that she had borrowed, the party searched for landmarks seemingly swallowed by the overgrowth. The marshes were a treacherous and mysterious place, but they finally reached their destination the ancient stone ruins of an advanced Soxleil civilization lost to time. The companions were hesitant to approach, as the very appearance of the ruins wrought fear and uncertainty. Keshu, however, was resolute. The look of determination and wonder upon her face was awe-inspiring. Without hesitation, Keshu raced up the stone steps toward the top of the ancient Zanmir, turned and addressed the group. Vas Haruk, she said, lead the group back to Siketzol. I will follow and meet you there shortly. The group did as they were asked, although reluctant, and despite their fears of leaving Keshu among the ruins itself. Here's a little fun fact for you about the Zanmir. Zanmir which you've undoubtedly run into in areas of Argonia and down in the uh, Shadowfen area are massive ziggurat-like pyramids constructed by the an ancient civilization of Soxlele and Blackmarsh. They were built thousands of years before the event of any Elder Scrolls game. Zanmirs were constructed as perfectly symmetrical complexes connected by elevated stone bridges and walkways. The skill in construction alone of the Zanmirs was proof that the ancient Argonians were highly advanced and incredibly prosperous it was an entire cycle of the moons before keshu the blackfin would return to her companions at sikatzal the village where she was from she emerged from the swamps to a hero's welcome as the villagers had heard tales of her and her companions adventures during her time away after greeting her friends and inquiring of the well-being of the freed slaves she immediately sought the counsel of her teacher, Drameensum. Upon entering his mud hut, Keshu was greeted heartily by her old mentor. Rajdalith, Keshu began, let me tell you what I found in the place of the old ones.
2: Oh, 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 oh. oh cliffhanger yes cliffhangers of the
1: plot will thicken <laughs> folks we're going to continue our series on cashew because she's a freaking absolutely amazing elder scrolls character we're going to continue with part three next week
2: that was awesome good job thank you good job good job well hey friends thanks so much for tuning in we hope you enjoyed this this was a long episode yeah we're cresting two hours buddy oh man <laughs> we're getting talkative well, in our old age uh anyway hey friends thanks so much for tuning in we really really appreciate it and uh you know what we want to hear from you whether you like the show you didn't like the show we want to know you can leave us a review for every five-star review that we get here on itunes we'll show you some love with a shout out right here on the show And don't forget, as always, you can call us 765-382-6961 and email us loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. Our site is finishing up. We uh, will definitely be uh, ready. And, uh, yeah, we'll be ready to launch uh, July 1st. So exciting things coming. Uh, You can also join the community. Go to loreseekerseso.org. That's the community site. Download Discord. Join the server. Come be a part. Meet lore seekers all over the world. It's as many of you are already doing. Cash. You can
1: follow us on Twitter. You can follow Jibs at Jibs IRL. You can follow myself at Loreseeker Cash. Cash with a K. Follow the show at Loreseekers Cast on Twitter, and follow our Tabletop Antics if you like D and D at the Natural Ones D and D. You can also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash lore seekers Podcast, and the D&D show at twitch.tv forward slash the natural ones DND.
2: There you go. Friends, have a great week. Be awesome to each other and uh, good things coming. We'll see you next week.
1: Take care of each other, friends. See you soon. Dilly
3: dilly.